0: Hello, my name is Daniel Kelly, and this is May Contain the podcast breaking the stigma of what it's really like living with a severe food allergy. I have lived with a peanut allergy since I was five, so i will be talking about the different situations I've come across over the last twenty years living with food allergy, whether that's dating, going out with your friends, living abroad. Hopefully, give you guys like a really good insight into what it's like living with food allergy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of May Contain. So. I'm super excited about this episode i'm joined by aaron jones and aaron jones is one of my very good friends we met when we were 16 and he's obviously been my side obviously going through teenagers year living with this severe allergy like going on holidays meeting a first girlfriend so he's, he's kind of experienced it with me but the most what's really interesting was his two younger brothers later on in life also got diagnosed with allergies so it's great to have Aaron Jones on the podcast today to kind of talk about his experience and a bit about myself growing up with an algae. Yeah, so thanks for coming on, Aaron.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So it's been um we've been wanting to do this podcast for a while now. I remember thinking we was gonna do it when we was um when we was back home. And I think everything kind of got in the way, we was like really busy and we didn't get a chance to do it. So and I thought obviously like being in isolation now, it's a good time to like Get, get the opportunity to do it. And like we, we, I mean, we've experienced so much, haven't we? Like growing up with allergies and like like we said, we met when we was like 16. Do you remember how we met?
1: Yeah. So it's always, always makes a laugh. I was like, I was writing it down just to make sure I was recollecting it um, in the right order. And I remember like, so we met at first um, f- through like our previous ex-girlfriends on a night out. So like, I remember like we went out. I don't, I don't think I knew anyone. I don't think you knew anybody. Um, I think we just like, hit it off on that night. Got got to like, know each other pretty well, and then um, so that that was a good night. And then like put that put that to the side, and then the next night I, like, one of my mates said, was going for a drink, and he was like, um, what, there's there's a lad coming tonight, and he and he knows you. Like he's called Dan. Uh, he said, he said, like, he knows you, he's met you before. And I was, like, racking my brain, like, because this was all the night before when I met you. So I didn't expect it. And then and then when I turned up, it was like you again. And we met twice in the same weekend. And I was like,
0: <laughs> this, this is meant to be. Two times in a week. And I remember meeting at the bowling. I was like, oh, he seems like you're, like, a really sound lad. I think the one thing what stood out to me was just, like, proper, like, friendly and, like, straight away, like, it kind of, like, clicks with you and um obviously like my friends from college I didn't know this at a time were your friends from like going through secondary yeah, school that's right <laughs> so I remember going through this party and I was like oh like Aaron like that name's like sound familiar and then obviously you rocked up that night at I think it was at Mark Shidaki's house and um it was so a bit out yeah. of the blue wasn't it like because I didn't know you that that week like the few weeks before them so it's amazing and I think as well like, we were both quite young at 16 and like you said like we met through our exes and I know that like um when I was like 16, I remember a lot of our kids having these allergies as well. Like dating's like such a big issue. But I think for me as well, I think, was I quite vocal about it to you? Like about my allergy? And- I
1: mean, at the time, I think you definitely made it known. So like people understood, but um, I think like you, you become more vocal over time, just like probably with confidence and, and things. But yeah, at the time it was definitely something we was aware of. Uh, like, I think all your friends was like quite serious about it few like backhander jokes like here and there, but like generally uh, quite quite supportive.
0: Yeah, I always think that. Even like people like and I like, met before and stuff, because like, I remember on Friday nights we used to go to like house parties and stuff and I'm pretty sure like, I used to bring in conversations then and everyone was always like always like quite intrigued. I was like, Oh, so you got this allergy like on the have you had it and stuff. And I don't know, I don't I feel like it didn't really like like define me and obviously like when we got to like seventeen, we went on like a first kind of like lads' holiday to Malia. Um, do you remember me like being quite vocal about it then, like to the restaurants and like bringing it up and like?
1: Yeah, so in, um, I don't know if you remember, but there was a woman. I like, it was well, it was one of our hotels. There was a few different groups of us who we went all at the same time, and she. Uh, it was like a, it was a Scottish lady. And I remember it was a bit bit. Um, concerned about how we was going to like cross the language barrier when, when you was asking people and she she was like Scottish so she understood perfectly well and she like said oh my brother's got nut um, allergy so there's absolutely no nuts in this kitchen and I think that like gave us all a bit of peace of mind and I think we ended up eating there like probably more or less most of our meals um yeah because we knew that it was like secure
0: and it's mad that innit I remember it like really like reducing my anxiety as well. Like, see, I remember as soon as she said that when we went to like your brother's hotel and she was like, oh yeah, like, don't worry about the food, like, and she, she understood straight away, like, the severities of it, but she was also like, oh yeah, like, my brother's got like an EpiPen as well, so she knew like how to use it. And I think like being like 17 as well and like first time being away from like your family as well, it's just like, it is like a, a massive peace
1: of mind, isn't it? Do you think it's like any additional pressure when you go away having that on top of it? At the back of your mind as well, knowing that you have to ask people.
0: Yeah, I think definitely when I travelled around Europe because I yeah because I was going out to these like different countries and like different countries like every country kind of handled it differently and like some people understood the seriousness whereas like some countries just didn't quite understand it when I'm trying to like translate it to them on the phone. So it was good like obviously on our first holiday that. I didn't had to like use Google Translate. I just spoke to her, and she spoke like good English. And straight away, she was like, "Oh no, I do understand like this. This is a bit." But I think we just kept it quite simple, didn't we? When we went to like a first holiday, I think we just, I mean, at that age anyway, you don't really like go to nice restaurants. You you're there, to, you're there to like get really drunk yeah. and have a good yeah. time. Too fair, so. I think it was a lot of just like pizza and pasta, to be honest.
1: Yeah, but it was good to have that base and we knew where we stood with it. So it wasn't like going through the motions the same like conversations every night, trying to um, get peace of mind from different restaurants and things. I was going to say, like, like you said, we met at 16 and
0: that's when we met like a, like a first girlfriend as well. <laughs> like. So we kind of, <laughs> which is mad to like think of it like obviously, because we was kind of going through this journey together and. I think before that we hadn't had like a, any like sales go. do you remember me being quite vocal about it to uh, like if we et out at like restaurants with them like do you remember me kind of like bringing it up or always kind of the EpiPen?
1: You, you would always um be vocal about it. I know there's a couple of times like there's certain um restaurants that obviously have nuts in the ingredients more than a lot of others. So I know there's a local uh, Indian restaurant near us, and if there was ever times where we would eat there before going out and things like that, you would probably say, well, I'll just meet you out after, rather than run the risk and uh, speak to the owners. They might say that they can not put nuts in in the dish or whatever, but you used to always say, yeah, but it's better to be safe than sorry.
0: Yeah, I, m- I remember that, like, I because, mem- like, it is right opposite the, this Indian was right opposite the pub as well. Like, and um, I always remember thinking like, oh, it's probably not worth taking that risk and I'll just meet the guys like after it. And it was never like, like an issue really. And um, I remember like, I had someone else on the podcast like recently and she used to go to an Indian and bring her own food. <laughs> and they're so her for like, yeah, which I thought it was absolutely mad as well. Like they used to like charge her for this. What for? Because she was like, <laughs> just <laughs> because like she was like, because she was like a student as well. Like, obviously now she'd be like, "What the hell?" Like, I won't pay for a seat, but like, she used to still keep, she used to still pay as well. Yeah, know, like that's crazy. Like, like... But I think I think for anyone in that situation as well, like, if you don't feel comfortable, like, always be like honest with your mates and be like, "You know what? I'll meet you afterwards," yeah. rather than going somewhere you don't feel comfortable. Which I think is so important because I think a lot of people with allergies as well don't want to kind of like stand out. Like in front of the mates, whereas like you like you good mates, like it wouldn't bother them. You know what I mean? They'll be like, like you guys, are like so understanding. I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll meet. yeah.
1: And if and if like you never like if, if on your part you're unsure, you can always just say like if you don't want to risk it, just say, well, I'll just just like remove yourself from the situation. So just say like, I'll meet you after, or I won't eat, or like just I'll eat somewhere else. I know we used to go to your mum's a lot before nights out. And we used to, like, get whatever, like, oven pizzas and stuff like that. But we could just, like, know, we could know that what was eating. It was just, like, you know, you say anything in it.
0: Yeah, because it's always that risk, in it? Like, sometimes if you, like you're you drinking as well, like, you're eating, like, and I think, like, some people kind of do take them risks sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Like, even if, like, you're drinking, like, alcohol or whatever, like, it's just not worth taking that gamble. I think we we had, like, a really interesting experience. So about a few months back, over christmas um so me and Aaron so Aaron's like you know what I've not seen you in ages I'll take you out to this um take take you out to this like nice little breakfast bar and um I remember it was like he was like oh what do you think of this place and I was like yeah that that looks great so we ended up ended up going to this to this restaurant and we got we got the menu we sat down like what do we get and like you was like oh they do like amazing like I think like waffles and pancakes and stuff. So I was like, looking for the menu and I couldn't really like see anything, but I seen like a big breakfast. So I was like, yeah, I'll order that. And the guy came over and I was like, oh, I've got a really severe analogy, allergy. You can just check with the head chef. But even like Aaron, like caught on straight away, he just seemed a bit like hesitant, didn't he? He didn't seem like very confident in his, in his kind of approach.
1: Yeah. And he didn't want to push the chef. Like he, he asked the chef, is there any nuts in here, in this dish? The chef said, no he didn't he didn't seem to like want to confront him with it or at least say like you know look the guy's told me that he's got a serious nut allergy so I need to know like I can't just have like a, you know an off the cuff like I don't think there is anything in there or anything like that you need to be um completely certain and he didn't seem like he wanted to to like confront the chef with it which I thought was a bit uh, like unprofessional really because he was the bar manager so he should be like the guy who, want, who he has to confront the chef with it and, and be confident with the chef basically. And like,
0: I remember we was we was at the till when all this kind of like unfolded so we we're at the till and I think that's when we just thought we paid was like we just wanted to double check and I remember like having to ask him to like actually go into the kitchen so like, like I said like ask the head chef and like when he come back out he just seemed a bit unsure but like he said a bit uncertain and I was a bit like in that situation when you feel like they're not going to take your allergy that seriously or they're just not that educated, then it's just, it's not worth like taking that risk at all. So we end up just eating somewhere else, don't we?
1: Yeah. What what I what I thought was a uh, good contrast because the, the next place that we went to, they, came, like, they sat us down, the um, waitress came over and the first thing out of her mouth was, right, does anybody have any allergies and I just thought we both looked at each other over the table and just smirked and I, I have never actually seen it firsthand like that. But then that was the first time I've seen it. And I completely understood like the confidence that it gives you as someone who's eating at that restaurant when they ask. And then I can't remember if it was a manager or a head chef or something, but she, yeah, she dealt with the whole, like your whole experience. She dealt with it and basically said, you know, I'm dealing with your thing. She's shown you all the ingredients to everything that he was going to eat and it just gave us a lot more peace of mind yeah
0: peace of mind and confidence and that's that was actually for anyone listening that was actually at like Frankie and Benny's so I've, I've actually been there like a few months before we went and had a really good experience and yeah, I thought the, the good, the good
1: experience was at Frankie and Benny's
0: yeah yeah and I thought that could have just been like a one-off when because the first time I actually went to Frankie and Benny's was with Dane I think maybe six months before and um, so obviously we went and I, and I remember like, we had, I had a real good experience last time and I went there again and like straight away, like the, like you said, the first question they asked was like, does there anyone have allergies on this table? When as soon as I said, yes, yeah, was like, I'll bring over like, I think it was a head kind of like bar staff or whatever, the man- manager, sorry, manager, sorry. And um, like you said, like she took me order and like she showed me the iPad with all the allergens and like, by like starting that dialogue as well, it just like instantly like reduces my anxiety, like, and like you said, we were smirking at each other because we were just a bit like, we went from like a really bad experience where they didn't quite take it seriously and there was a bit uneducated probably. And um to kind of a restaurant which was educated about allergies and everything they asked to kind of go the extra mile really to make sure there wasn't any allergens in the dish.
1: Yeah, clearly like they the used to dealing with that kind of situation and it just, the lady who dealt with us was just a lot more confident in that situation. So I wanted to ask you,
0: so the really interesting thing, obviously, like, so we've gone through all these experiences, obviously, growing up with an allergy. So obviously, like you said, like, a first girlfriends and, like, making them aware. Um, to like, going on, like, nights out and drinking. So do you remember, like, when we was going on, like, nights out with an allergy? Do you remember me always being a bit, like, cautious? Because the thing was, when we, when we was that age as well, when we were going out, like, 17, 18, 19, like, I probably wasn't getting cocktails. I was probably just getting beer, so it wasn't... Probably wasn't too much of an issue for us. It was it like going on the nights out and drinking.
1: I think for the most part, yeah. Because I mean, do, do, is there any? There is a few alcoholic beverages, isn't there? With um, nuts in one or two. There's a few. It's more like the gins, to be honest. Or like the gins
0: like distilled in like almonds. But however, like some people say that it's not got enough of the almond extract to have allergic reactions. So I mean, this is mad. This like maybe a few few months back. Um, um. That I was at a pub, we're having a few drinks, and this woman comes over and she went, Oh, like, um, I'm doing like, um, taste sampling for like gin. If you want to come over and have a try. And I was like, Oh, has it got like nuts in it? And she's like, Oh, it's got like almond extracts. And I was a bit like, I was like, Yeah, I can't have it. Like, I've got a really severe nut allergy. And she, and then, and then she looked down on the table. and My EpiPen was there, and she went, All oh, right. She went, You got an EpiPen as well? I was like, Yeah, she went, Oh, me too. And I was like, Oh, what are you allergic to? And she's like, I'm allergic to nuts as well. And it's like, oh, don't worry. There's not enough of like an almond extract to have an allergic reaction. So the way it's been distilled, I think it must take away the protein or whatever, what causes a reaction. But I didn't want to risk it still because I didn't know how severe uh, allergy was. But I've heard this before where I put stuff on my Instagram stories and it's got almonds in it. And everyone's like, oh, no, it's actually safe to drink. But it's always a bit of a, a risky one, to be honest.
1: So, so do you know, before you go out on a night out then, do you have to have like a, a mental game plan, like, or a strategy, so how are you going to like, deal with, with like, like, just like people, or like, any situation that might arise, you have to like, before you go out, like consider things, and how you might speak to people, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit like, it's a bit like
0: Russian roulette, isn't it? Like, because you don't know what, what situation is <laughs> going to like, come up, and I remember, yeah, he like said, definitely going to uni as well, like, you might meet a girl. Or I remember when, we, <laughs> when when we was like seventeen, like we're probably getting up to all kinds of chaos at that age. And we, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, running around the the bar, like meeting people. And um, and I, me- I remember, like, <laughs> I, me- I remember the first time we ever kissed a <laughs> kiss girl when I was seventeen and Yates. And um, I don't know if they ever asked her then, like if if she had eaten nuts, but I think it's so, I think it's so in I think it's so important at that age. So just to kind of bring it up in conversation and I think I've always said like just make a bit of a joke about it but oh you haven't eaten nuts have you and she like what do you mean but oh, I've got a
1: nut make sure you don't get a slap but uh um, yeah like a bit more of a cheeky icebreaker, like rather than just like be making it a bit more formal yeah I think as soon as you make it formal it just
0: it might come across a bit like the wrong way so I think having a bit of a joke about it and stuff but I think so how, how did you break the ice when you went to uni like with with the people that you first met things there yeah I like, i remember like moving into this like the weird thing was i remember kind of moving into like star star so it's like this a like, massive accommodation block in huddersfield and it's about 600 students like based in the middle of nowhere in this forest so like away from the town center and i moved in and like dropped off my bags and my parents said bye and then i had this like realization in my uni room i still remember this moment i was like fuck like like I'm on my own now, like I've literally got to fight for myself and obviously you've took on this responsibility now where you've got to cook for yourself and like, and I remember um, going on a night out and I think everyone come back to our flat and I think I mentioned it then at like afterwards, I was like, oh, like, I am you know when everyone's like doing drinking games and stuff, like oh, I can't get yeah. involved, like I've got an allergy and stuff. Um, and I think everyone's quite understanding. Definitely when you like like sharing a kitchen as well, you know, with like other people, you've got to be like vocal about it. So like, Making sure like the cleanup after themselves or like if the cooking nuts, I always made sure that like they made me know, like made me aware, so I wasn't gonna like go into the kitchen like but like even like now I like, in London, like I live in a big house with so many different people and I've always got to be like quite vocal. But people do forget as well. And I think it's not because like the like people just accidentally forget, you know what I mean? It's nothing against you and like sometimes of when I say, Oh my god, like just, just make me aware next time. they are like really apologetic So I, I, don't, I think people just.
1: What, what, what situations would that be
0: like? Yeah. So if there was one time I was like coming back from London i walked into the house in London and I was like, what is that smell? It's such like, and straight away I was like, it's nuts, it's nuts. So I kind of opened the living room door. Was like, someone cooking with nuts, and one of the girls was like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm cooking like a curry with like peanuts. And I was like, oh my god, I was like, I'm gonna run upstairs. I was like, and I messaged her and um. I was like, oh, I can just make sure you open all the windows and like make sure you clean up after yourself before I come downstairs. So I think I was just going to like chuck a pizza in or something. And um she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'll do that now and stuff. So, so people just forget and it's like nothing against you. It's just, but I think it's always just like making sure that you you are confident and aware to kind of bring it up to your, your housemates. Because to be fair, like nine times out of 10, like people are quite understanding about it and they're not always like, they just forget sometimes. And I think that the really interesting thing was obviously getting yourself on wasn't just to talk about me like growing up with an allergies now and how I kind of went about it, but your two young, your two younger brothers now have got allergies, which like I can't believe it, you know. And I remember when you you kind of got in touch. Can we talk a little bit about that? How you found out, and I remember you ringing me at a time as well. Yeah.
1: So um, one is fourteen, the other is six, and. So the 14-year-old, he, he was probably, I think he was about five when when he first got diagnosed with um, a peanut allergy, or maybe, maybe a little bit older, and I know that he was heartbroken when he had to carry the EpiPen, because in his eyes, he was having to carry like something basically what nobody else had to carry. I just remember at the time feeling like, I felt quite helpless, because I was, in one breath, it's like, well, he is, he's carrying something that nobody else has got. But in the next, it's like, it could save your life. So you need to keep that on you. So I remember phoning you and just saying like, you know, how did you feel and stuff like that. And I remember you giving me some peace of mind and saying, you know, it, it, it's initial anxiety, but you it, would be all right, Like basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think it's so, like, like you say, it's so important that young people like carry it and like, I remember like recently it was his birthday or was it was a Christmas present and he was getting him like one of, one of the bags. Um, what are they called? A bum bag? Is that the name of it? No.
1: Yeah. Um, at, it's a man bag. It's, yeah, a, man it's bag. Like a man
0: bag. And I remember you saying to me, um, you was like, oh, do you fit this stupid an EpiPen? Because like he's obviously like. <laughs> he's obviously <laughs> like, I forgot about that. Because <laughs> he's obviously, like, going to the park and, like, going out with his, like, mates and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, it looks yeah. big enough to, like,
1: carry, like, the EpiPen and stuff. So- yeah, I completely forgot. It was his birthday last year. And I think, obviously, well, man, man bags are in at the moment. And I think he wanted something like that. But, obviously, he actually had a valid reason why he needed something um, to carry his EpiPen. like So, it didn't fall out of his pocket. So, I, I think I was with you at the time and I was like, you know what? I, I'll just see if Dan thinks this or fit in.
0: Yeah, I think it's amazing as well, like, at that age that he is, like, carrying it, like, everywhere he goes as well. I think that's, like, so important. So, yeah, I think it's so important, like, like you said it, that he is, like, carrying it everywhere. So, how did, how did Corey found out about his it? Not Is it just nuts he's allergic to, Corey?
1: Yeah, Corey, Corey is nuts. Um, Rossi is nuts and egg. But I, I think, I think it's through, having reactions to things at home, basically it's like, That's I think that's how like they were both found to have allergies. So they're just eating things at home. Um, I'm not sure how how Corey reacts to it, but I think it's usually like swelling in the face or the neck and things like that. And then off, after going to hospital uh, and getting tested, that's that's how it was diagnosed.
0: So how old how is Corey now then? He, he's like a teenager now.
1: Corey's 14, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't seem to like bother him half half as much as it, as it did when he, when he uh, first got diagnosed, some initial anxiety probably came from it just being like a new, like a new change.
0: And now he's got used to it and like he's taught about it. And so, uh, so if we talk a little bit about Rossi, so Rossi is um, obviously like the youngest brother, um, he's really young still and he's about, is he about two or is he a bit older now?
1: Uh, no, he's, he's six oh now. Oh my god! So. It's like, well, well out there. <laughs> no, he, he he's six now. Um, I don't think his nut allergy. It's like quite as severe as yours, but he does have like a nut allergy. But I think every now and then when he was a, when he was a toddler, so two or three, he kept getting a, like a swelled up face, more so around his eyes, and they just thought like, this is really weird took him to the hospital. I think it happened once or twice and they weren't sure, didn't diagnose anything. And then they took him to get some tests. I think,
0: did he... Um, do the skin prick did test? Did he put yeah. something
1: on... Skin prick, that's it. The skin prick tests and came up, he had um, an allergy to eggs. But I think he, he can eat products with eggs in it, like cakes and such things like that. But if he, he can't actually eat a, a whole egg... So I found it quite funny one time. Um, he, I think he's. Uh, he's like this is after like so he's about three years old. He's he's after he's like fully aware that he's got an egg allergy, but obviously being a naive child, so my mum gave him some uh, haribo. You know haribo sweets. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> I, I think he was like chopping away on them, like in another room. And he came back in and he like handed her the ball back. And Moon was like, What's this? And he gave her the ball back with all the eggs <laughs> <laughs> in it. I, I, I can't eat. I can't eat those. <laughs> well, that's amazing that but, he's aware at that age as well. To be- yeah, that's the thing. Like it was funny because Valnae, it, like, I it was, um, it was innocent, but he was like, good to see how aware he was that he he could speak up and like
0: not eat eggs that's amazing at like such a young age to like be aware that like that's the thing you can't eat and he knows that as well which is i think so important i mean i think i was i was like five so i was a little bit older when i found out about my allergies and stuff but i think it's so interesting as well like because if rossi obviously he's got allergies but
1: does, does rossi carry an EpiPen as well no it well he he has a bag and things so it, it goes with him wherever he goes but generally like you know most of a child's life at that age like school or home most of the time so or with his mum so yeah so yeah mum yeah so my mum will carry a um, bag around with his stuff
0: yeah absolutely for me as well I remember I spoke to mum the other day and she went on the podcast she said like you didn't get an epipen in your teenagers she went she went that was wrong I went what are you talking about she went. I carried it everywhere she went. You've had it since <laughs> you were
1: <five."> back. <laughs> so can can you remember um, how you felt like right, at the time? Like can you remember that like right, that far back? If how you felt and stuff when you got diagnosed. Yeah, a, the biggest thing for me, I remember, I was obsessed with like
0: um, no, the Milky is it the Milky Way bars? Yeah, not not on the white chocolate. Yeah, the Milky Way but, bars. So oh, I yeah, was yeah. like. <laughs> There was like in like a dark blue like wrapper thing and it used to be like absolutely like obsessed to them and I remember thinking because she was like, oh yeah, by the way, you can't have them anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh yeah, like the, I think they may contain like almond or something and I was just like, what? And I remember being absolutely gutted about the chocolate. I think that's what I was more gutted about like and um, the wagon wheels as well. I remember I couldn't <laughs> eat wagon wheels for a certain point as well for, so I had to stop eating For one.
1: a young child at that age, like, it is a big thing though, isn't it? Like, at some point, yeah, I just absolutely. get told, like, you can't have your favourite things anymore like that. And it must be a big change to register.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As a kid and being that age and then submit, like, you used to eat every week as maybe, like, a treat when you've been good or whatever. Then to, like, your mum to kind of turn around to say, by the way, you can't have it anymore. It's just like, what? as a kid, it's very hard to kind of digest that as well. Like, why? Why? And I remember not quite understanding and my mum being like, oh, like, you'll, you'll understand, like, as you get older kind of thing. Um, but yeah it it was quite difficult as well and I think for me it was quite difficult obviously then like living with strangers as well obviously like when you do like kind of move out of home and you're living with like your friends or strangers at times it is quite difficult then to just living with people that might cook with nuts or they're from a different culture for example like they might Quite often, cut the nuts, and it's quite then difficult to be like, you know what, like you can't cut without Rammy kind
1: of thing. Yeah, because I know some of your friends at uni, um, I think, did they, they go around Thailand? And I remember like asking you, like, do you not fancy it? And you just bit like, well, Asia and like East Asia, where they've gone the bit, a um, bit like funny because they, they use a lot of nuts in the recipes and things. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think they use like a lot of like peanut oil and, um, yeah, I think it. I think I remember telling you about this. It was one of the my housemates, Alex, um, Alex, who I lived with um, at Huddersfield Uni, and um, like one of my good friends from like the first year of uni. And um, he was like traveling around like like Asia and Thailand, and he was telling me about all these amazing experiences of what he got to, and he was like showing me all these pictures, and I just remember thinking like it just looks like absolutely like incredible. And then I remember thinking like, oh, I was like, oh God, well, I probably couldn't go because of my allergy and I was a bit like disheartened to be honest, because I remember a lot of people going to places like Thailand because it's like super cheap and like everyone's like it's so much fun and you need to experience it when you're younger. So I always felt like I was kind of missing out there, but I've spoken to a few people since then, which have been to Thailand and they've, they said, oh, it is safe to eat if you go to the right places kind of thing. But I, I still find it a bit too, for me, I feel like it's a bit too much of a risk, like,
1: unless you go going with someone who really knows the area. Like. Yeah. Cause it's the language barrier again, isn't it? And also like a lot of Asian food, it does uh, contain nuts. So
0: yeah, for me, like, I was like, yeah, it's it's not worth taking the risk. If we, if when we were talking about before, about obviously like like Rossi and Corey, like, like going to school. I remember you telling me a story once where you you your kind of mum went in and was trying to like educate them about how to use the EpiPen do you remember tell me about that story and 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 they was they a bit unsure about how to use it or whether they-
1: yeah I'm not entirely like it's all time. I just can't remember but I think it was around the time when he was leaving um, primary school to go to secondary school obviously my mum was like wanted to make sure that they understood the situation fully so I think she spoke to the teacher direct, directly, and after explaining, you know, what she needs to do, and I like, just basically just trying to get some peace of mind and showing that the teacher, he might have to take this if if he comes into contact with nuts in the school. A teacher's basically her response was like, "Well, I." Like, I completely take on board what he's saying, but we don't. We we as teachers don't have an obligation to like administer the epipen, and I don't. I don't know where that came from because, like, I don't. Why Why would you? I don't know where it would come from if if like if it's the case of if it like went wrong and they're trying to cover the back, or if they just don't feel that they like got um, responsibility for like for like the children that they're in, in care of. But in a way, like they're they're the guardians of the children in their class. So my am almost quite upset about it. I remember, like, I've heard this in like um, restaurants before.
0: I've done like talks before where they've kind of turned around and said if someone has like an anaphylactic shock in their restaurant, like they're not obliged to like use the auto injector because then if they use it incorrectly, for example, and say if someone dies, then they would be responsible for the death. So like it's really, I know it's a, like in restaurants, it's a bit of a tricky one, but... Yeah, I thought it was absolutely mad. Like, obviously, when you were saying, like, after the school, like, was, felt like there wasn't obliged to use it if if it did happen. But I think, I think that, I think it has changed. Um, when I, I don't know if you heard about the story about, you know, that the, one of the school boys what threw cheese on a kid and he went into anaphylactic shock and died. It's like a really sad story. And basically, what had happened was it's like two, like kids just playing on the playground, and one of them has a severe allergy to cheese. And basically, this school kid is like threw cheese, and it landed on his neck, and he's had a severe anaphylactic shock. And um, the epipens, I think they used. I think the school did use the the epipen, but it was like out of date. And unfortunately, a few days a few days later, he died. And I think since since that happening, I do feel like schools i think they have tightened up the the kind of laws and regulations i think in in schools now to educate them like how to use the art and jets and make sure that they're like they're always up to date because i think it was the school's responsibility to make the parent aware that it was out of date and anyway that didn't make them aware um but i don't i don't know how much that would have added an influence on the on the epipen working because sometimes they say even when it is out of date, it still works for a few months. I'm not too sure, but I've heard, I've heard it and stuff. So I think like hopefully schools now are like a, a bit more educated. And I remember doing this video being like, I'm more than happy to like go to like prime schools if you're based in the UK where I can like educate the kids and stuff. Cause I think like kids at that age as well, are probably not like aware about the severities of allergies. You know what I mean? And when, when, I mean, that was like kind of like, I remember it being all over the news. It was, yeah, it was quite a sad story, really. Yeah.
1: My mum did say, like, when she had that um, incident, like, with the teacher, she did actually speak to the school nurse at the time, and the school nurse, like, completely disagreed. She was like, no, you need to have your assurance, like, when when your child's in our school that they're, that they're under our care and, and they're being, like, safeguarded. So the school was complete, uh, the nurse was completely on my mum's side and, and she dealt with it and like gave my mum some uh, reassurance. And, and I think they did get to the bottom of it in the end, but I think obviously the teacher might have felt like she, she it was being pinned on her in a way. And then obviously she might have felt like she was responsible. Yeah, I remember, I remember for me as well, like, I remember
0: going through like... Um, like prime school and second school. Like my mum used to give them like a, like a transparent like container. And inside the container was like my, my two pens and like my Laura today and then add my name on the box kind of thing. Um, and I, mem- I, mem- I remember her doing that, which which I thought was like, I remember bringing it to school and my like making sure that they keep it safe. So they, they always had them like on, on hand and stuff. And I think that's so important to like other parents that they, they the school does have these art and gestures just in case of an allergy. There wasn't like many kids my age with like allergies, but like it wasn't really in the news as well. So people didn't really know about like the did they? Yeah. I
1: think, I think like really for a long time, the people that were aware of it were the people that had it. And that, that was like, that was as far as the awareness went. And that, that's part of where the problem was because when people are not aware of it, kind of like, um, maybe get a bit intimidated by it or don't know how to handle it in the situation. But obviously when it's threatening, you like, it can threaten your life, then you're obviously going to be a lot more serious about it than someone else who it doesn't really affect them. Yeah. I think it's like, I I always think
0: it's like, like good and bad as well. It's like good in the sense that like other people now are aware about says like the severities of allergies, but also kind of like the negative side to that is, a lot of young people then do read these articles online. If it's on Daily Mail, for example, and they read these like horror stories of people and having these like severe allergic reaction, and then that kind of like brings like the the kind of anxiety to it as well, which no one really spoke about a few years ago as well. Like no one really spoke about kind of like the effects of anxiety, um, and now you kind of cope with that when you've got an allergy. As it as it affected you mentioned with Corey it affected him when he's younger obviously now does is he, is he feel more confident and the anxiety doesn't kind of affect him as much would you say
1: yeah like he, obviously he's 14 so he's, go, he's going through um, <laughs> the, the usual things that a 14 year old goes through like you don't really see him to be a. It's, it's more like um, a night owl these days come, comes down for food and then goes back upstairs but um, yeah he's just like he's just living like just a normal life like with, with his with, with his friends and stuff just got the the normal pressures of like, um, yeah, that age.
0: Yeah, at that age, which is probably (laughs) not much. (laughs) I think, I think, I remember, like the thing what I remember about this is when you, when you rang me and you told me about, um, I think it was Rossi having an allergy as well and I remember you saying to me like, oh, like if I wasn't friends with you and if I didn't experience what you went through growing up with an allergy, then I probably would be, like feel a bit anxious about them having these allergies but, and, and it was it was really nice to hear that you you, you kind of mentioned that because you've seen me grow up with an allergy, whether that's dating, going out, like living abroad kind of thing. It, it didn't really have too much of an impact.
1: Yeah. It. No, I I know like I was trying to, when my mum was first telling me, I was trying to like just give her some, um, some reassurance basically, because I I know obviously that your allergies is serious, but you've lived like, you know, you've lived, You've not let it stop you basically from doing anything that you wanted to do. You've always found a way, like to to, to do yeah, around it to do what you did. Um, you know, even like living abroad and things like that. Um, so I remember like saying to you at the time, like I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have known where it would have left um, Corey and Rossi, like where it would have stood them for live, living like a not a normal life, basically unaffected, but um like you like like you did you could basically work around it and things like that yeah i think like everyone's out there has has
0: always got like a a problem whether that's living with an allergy or like eating out and i think it's always just like for me it's always like trying to find like a solution around that around that problem really and like, like you said i think it's a Amazing that obviously with, with Corey, that it's, it's, it's not affecting him and he's still living like a very normal life as a teenage boy, like going out with his mates and get, getting up to mischief. (laughs) But I think it's, yeah, but I think, I think like you said, it's so important that like having an allergy, like you shouldn't be like defined by it. And I think it's amazing as well, which I'm always like banging on about on the podcast on Instagram is that with obviously with Corey and Rossi as well, like when I was growing up, there wasn't many people they could probably turn to which had allergies unless, for example, the Anafactor campaign do workshops with like young kids with allergies, but there wasn't many people to turn to like in regards to like online. And it's been amazing now, like there's so many different kind of allergy advocates online which can help people like Corey and Rossi with the allergy, which wasn't really like, there wasn't anyone I could really turn to when I was kind of grow,
1: growing up with these allergies. So I see, I see you mentioned um, about going on that. Was it like a, an activities weekend or an adventure weekend? Yes, yeah, meant to do that with you. Was that was that was that with other pe- other people? With um, did they have food allergies as yeah, well? Yeah, so that meant to be
0: that was um, meant to be like loads of like young kids with allergies, and I kind of got brought on board to like help them with their allergies and kind of share my experience. So it was like a two day kind of activity workshop but they really like, unfortunately got put on hold because of um absolutely like the coronavirus outbreak so i think that's probably going to be like later this year or maybe next year now but yeah i was re- i was actually really looking forward to it because i i was in their situation like when i was like 13 14 so i i kind of ex- i kind of know that feeling of like Number one, like being away from like your your family home and like first time. I remember being away from my family for the first time and like being like so scared. Like never mind, I've got an allergy, but like first time being away from my family and it was like a two day kind of kind of at How, how old was you? At, activity. I think I was about thirteen, fourteen. All oh, right. It was it was so in about the way Corey's
1: cricket.
0: age. So. Yeah, about Corey's age now. So first time being away from home, which I've never been away from home, away from my family, shall I say. Then obviously they, they was amazing because they, they catered for us as well. So they like catered for everyone's allergy, which I thought was like mad because it wasn't just kids with nut allergies, it was kids with like egg allergies or yeah. fish allergies. So they catered for everyone, which I just thought I I don't know how they like they managed it with all these kids. And um I remember coming to the end of this out to um where so it's like three days in the late shit. And I remember I got to the third day and I was so happy that it was I was up to get to the end because I, I was really missing... I was really homesick as well, I think, and I was really missing my family. And um, I, I get to the end and my mum picks me up and stuff. And I think I was quite teary as well. I was probably crying at this age as well because I've never been away away from him so long. <laughs> and my mum went, my mum went, have you showered? And I went, no. <laughs> I was petrified of, like... <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I was petrified of, like, using the showers.
1: <laughs> what now, was that? What, in case... What? I don't know. Oh, i uh, just like I don't know. I was just scared. Uh, allergy don't know, related? Like, or just just no, in general. Not oh, way, yeah. like, <laughs> nuts on the handle or something. Like
0: that. Yeah, like, yeah. They got a like, shampoo with like nuts in it, but um, yeah, just. <laughs>
1: what was it like meeting? Because um, I I presume you probably knew like one or two people, but what was it like meeting like a whole group of kids like with all different allergies that that? Is did you find it quite? Um, like like good for you. Good to relate to people and things like that. Yeah, well, it's good It's good for, I think it was good for me anxiety at that age as well. Obviously
0: like kind of growing up with these allergies, I hadn't really ever met, I don't think I hadn't met any other kids my, at my age with allergies. So this is like my first ever time meeting another kid with an allergy, which is amazing. So obviously you can kind of relate with them and they relate with you and we got on really well. And I think I was in a room, like sharing a room with like eight or nine other guys all like 13, 14 were all, I'd severe like to as well. I we, um I just, remember, it's mad how you remember this from what, being 13, but I remember we used to play, um, in the bedroom at night. So, when it's always off to go to bed, right? Right, mean, like, nah, we don't go to bed, right? And we, um, we used to play that thing that We know as a kid, you used to look in the mirror, you go, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> candy and everyone used to be under the quote, shit. And you always get like the brave, cocky guy standing in front of the mirror, Candyman, Candyman. You're going to call it Candyman. Then he like scream and be like, I seen him in the mirror. And everyone like absolutely like, shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um but apart from my like, allergies it was just such a good experience to like like just be in that space and have fun as well like I think that's the main thing as well like is is to have fun and um I, I did have a lot of fun like I said I was was a bit homesick at times but it it was um it was a really good experience like
1: did, did you stay in contact with any of them
0: when you left I didn't I think back then as well we I think kids now probably have Instagram when they're like 12 but um but then we didn't really have like social media. Uh, the only thing I've got is like pictures, which I posted on um, the pictures, which I posted on my the video, which I did when I become the ambassador. Um, I put I had a few pictures there, which I had the kids in. But no, like no one's reached out to me who kind of said that. I mean, it'd be mad, when it, if someone actually reached out to me and was like, "I seen the picture." Um,
1: yeah, because obviously, like the realities the haven't gone away, so still like. <laughs> have them allergies and still be able to relate. Well, that's what I mean. They
0: must have, they'll be my age as well now, so it'd be quite interesting to see what everyone's kind of got up to. And um I kind of wanted to just say, like um, I can't give away too much about this, but I was like recently on a film set for a show, which is coming out in the summer. And that was the same kind of situation where you put in a room and everyone's got allergies. And, um it's amazing when it th- it's amazing when this happens as well because like you feel like like they understand you and like the the kind of relate with you and it it was a bit it was a bit surreal as well because I remember I got there as well and, um, uh, <laughs> and someone was like oh that someone was like oh yeah like he's got a blog made contained. and then someone was just like. Oh yeah, I follow May Contain as well. That was a bit like, it, it kind of like blown my mind a little bit. <laughs> I was I did this room. Um, and people like knew, knew, like knew of May and which I thought was amazing. And one one of these other girls was she was have but I was famous. <laughs> she was a she butt, butt, was a I was like famous because she was like um, <laughs> she, she, she was like um like, like what's his, what's his blog like what's what's he known for? I could hear a whisper into someone <laughs> and I was just like I was just like oh no I like, I've just got like an allergy blog and um. Uh, this is really funny actually she come up to me at the end made it she was, she was mate she was like absolutely lovely you as well and she was like oh like, I, I told my mum about your blog and like M- my mum follows it my mum follows making Tain oh so um, I, it was I yeah it was just a bit a bit surreal really to like hear that but it's amazing that like other people in the community like like following it and like they find it helpful and useful which is like yeah. the thing. Like I think the main yeah. thing was like making a difference in it
1: yeah, it's funny you say that about meeting people, um, being in a room with them as well. Cause obviously over the times we've been out on the holidays and things, I've seen like the odd time where you meet, like, you bump into someone and we bump into a group and we start chatting and stuff. And then I always, I always know, like, if you bump into someone and you both have an allergy, you're like glued to each other. You can't, you gotta get like a crowbar to surprise you away from each other. Cause obviously you've got that like thing in common.
0: Connection, and- yeah
1: yeah it's just like it's like you, you completely understand everything they've been through what's that like when you meet someone
0: yeah it's amazing and i think that's the amazing thing with like the um with like the allergy community as well is that everyone is like in the same boat and everyone has the same goal to like help each other but like if if anything like spread awareness about allergies so now nah, it's been it feels amazing to be be part of a a community, really. It's like being part of a football team. You know, like if you're a United supporter and you all support United and you all like stand together, like, (laughs) it's it's basically the same thing. It's 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 like the same thing, like within the allergy community, like we've all got allergies. And when you go to these like allergy shows as well, and you're probably speaking for this person like months before on online, yeah. everybody engages with your, your posts and everybody likes each other's posts and stuff. So you get a good idea. Um, you're kind of like the forefront of like the people like making a difference in the algae community. And um, we're all speak online. So it's amazing when you go see these like allergy shows and like you meet them in person, and you're like, oh my God, like you're from this allergy blog or you're from this blog. And like, and everyone has like their own voice as well. Like, and I was saying this the other day, like my, I, I much prefer like, Talking on a podcast or doing a video rather than writing a blog post. Like, I really struggle, like, writing, like, um, writing about my experiences. I can do it, but like, I feel a lot more at ease if I can, like, speak to someone or speak on a podcast and stuff. So, so yeah, now it's been, it's been good to, to see it grow as well and, like, relate and engage with more people like myself. But, um, I just want to say, I just want to finish it on, um, honestly, it's been really good to, Get a chance to have a have a catch up with you. I'm sure we'll have a, a few more pints up <laughs> this podcast, but um, obviously online through Zoom. But it's been it's been amazing to get the opportunity to obviously speak about like obviously about me growing up with an allergy and how we kind of got on with that, but also about your your two younger brothers and how they deal yeah. you know, with have allergies. So yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Aaron
1: not at all thank, thanks for
0: having me anyway yeah hope you guys enjoyed the podcast if you did make sure to subscribe to Make Sense so you don't miss out on any future episodes and I'm always I'm always going on about this but if you just leave me a little cheeky review on iTunes um, it <laughs> goes a long way anyway do it do
1: it <laughs>
0: yeah do it don't miss out eh. anyway thank you again for coming to the podcast thank you bye